Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 167. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about keeping your leadership focused on service, not self. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at my website at williamdparker.com. So last week was the first time, except for a rare Christmas holiday, that I have not shared a blog or podcast episode in almost five years. And at first I thought it was because I have been so busy. Last weekend I flew to Florida for my nephew's wedding. Then the following Monday I flew from there to Washington, D.C. for a national meeting. When I was back home late Wednesday night, I had one day in my office before traveling to a university on Friday to sit on a panel discussion for education interns. Since then, I have uh, spent the day yesterday with 45 new principals training them, and I'll be on the road today um, working with principals in regional meetings and in three other regional meetings just this week. As I've been flying and driving, I have been rummaging through my mind for what I could be sharing on a next podcast episode. And I have some interviews scheduled, but not recorded. And I have several takeaways from the advocacy visits that I've done or the common struggles that I've seen in education students trying to find their first positions or in new principals who have challenges of leading for the first time. I just finished listening to... Doris Kern Goodman's book, No Ordinary Life, this remarkable story of Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt, and thought about sharing some ideas from those stories. But frankly, I've been tired, and I have not felt inspired to write about anything. And I've been thinking about this as I've been discovering some lagging doubts that have been in my own mind, and I want to apply these to your own leadership. Lately, I've been asking myself the question, what do I have that's actually valuable to share? Or what do people actually think about the things that I'm sharing? And as I've found myself becoming more and more concerned about the process of writing or my own self-imposed deadlines for posting, I found my concern being a lot about me. In other words, I have found my desire to write to be more about me than about actually sharing something (laughs) valuable. So why am I making a post about this? Well, let me back up a few years. When I began blogging in 2012, I had one goal, and that was to write a weekly reflection on something that I was learning that might help others in their own lives and leadership. And then I turn that weekly content into podcast episodes, and I've been doing the same thing uh, with this audio version. And from the beginning, my desire was to capture the stories of school leadership and apply those lessons from those stories so that other people could think about their own leadership. Because stories are a way that we rehearse and interpret and understand the meanings of our lives. Storytelling is an act of metacognition. For instance, I could talk to you about the importance of being a good listener. But I could also just tell you the story of a student named Kristen, who as an eighth grader had lost both her parents in one year, moved into a foster home and came to high school the following year, having filled every class in middle school. 
And when we surrounded her with a mentor team, including a caring teacher and an older student, she found an accountability group who followed her grades and provided her feedback her classes. But she still struggled. One day when she skipped school, I brought her to my office and assigned her to our in-school placement room. And she wasn't happy about it. But when she finished her work, she sent me a note that said, I'm done, now what? And I laughed at her ability to say so much in such a few words. And so I sent her a copy of a book in my office called Chicken Soup for the Teenager Soul. Well, later she sent me another note saying, I finished the book. And I couldn't believe this. I had been working with students all day long in my office and out observing teachers, but I wanted to see Kristen. So I called for her. She came to my office and I began to quiz her on this book because I just simply didn't believe she'd read it. But she had. She knew the answers to every question I asked her. And I said, what motivated you to read this book so fast? And she said, every story in that book spoke to me about my own story. Do you have anything else like it? And at that moment, a light bulb went off in my head. I realized this girl is an amazing reader. And so I called the school librarian and she sent down a copy of the book, Chicken Soup for the Woman's Soul. And I handed it to her. And when Kristen clutched it to her chest like a Christmas present, she looked at me and said, you mean I can take this home? And at that moment, when the bell rang and she left my office and the day was over, I just sat at my desk for a few minutes and I thought, this is why we do it. This is, this is why we do the work that we do. When you see the light in a student's eye, when you see them discover something that they love, it's worth all the hard work that we do in serving them. You see, I, I could have told you, principles, you need to seek first to understand before being understood. But instead, I told you a story. Because stories illustrate the point so much better, don't you think? So let me talk about my lagging doubts this morning. Even though I now serve school leaders as a full-time job, um, I still have inspiring moments. I yesterday worked with 45 new school principals. I've been talking to principals through my masterminds and doing executive coaching virtually. And I'm so inspired by the work that school leaders do every single day. But even in the work that you do every single day, sometimes it's hard for you to see that you're making a difference. And last week, as I struggled with what to post, I think part of the problem that I was having was instead of focusing on what I could share that might help make a difference, I was more preoccupied with actually sharing. In other words, I became so reflective on what I could share that instead I couldn't think of anything to share. So let me pause there for a moment and ask you to reflect on some questions. Do you ever become so focused on your own leadership performance that you turn the focus on the work itself instead of on the growth of those you're serving? In other words, does your own leadership sometimes become bigger in your focus than actually leading and serving those around you? This is such an irony in leadership. I've been thinking about this. The common mistake that, that we see in so many settings when the focus becomes on self instead of on the act of what we're supposed to be doing. I'll give you some examples. Think about athletics. I can remember times where I've seen basketball players who realize that like they're on the trajectory for a, a thousand point scoring career. And this is a phenomenal record to set. But I've seen players get so obsessed with reaching their records that the coaches and the entire team are trying to help them score that record rather than win a game. And fans can can figure this out pretty quickly when they see that 
the focus becomes the superstar's performance versus the team winning. Or like family vacations. Think about times where you've been traveling where suddenly rest can be quickly disintegrated (laughs) because of the race to create some great memories. Or think about the most important relationships that you have, how they can lose their zest when you start spending time together out of obligation rather than just the longing to be together and the curiosity and discovery of what's going on in the mind of somebody that you love. Or how about when your school becomes so focused on its test scores that improving performance becomes the goal instead of discovering the joy of learning or curiosity. We forget that helping kids discover the joy of learning is actually going to be what creates improvement, not just focusing on data. And I'm not saying we shouldn't focus on those things. I'm just saying that if the focus gets shifted to the performance rather than what matters, service to others, cultivating curiosity, uh, then we then we lose sight of what's important. And this happens in school leadership too. You can become so focused on your own processes that you forget your culture. Or you can become so concerned with what others think about your leadership that you forget it's your service to them that really matters, not you. <laughs> I remember recently I was trying to explain this phenomenon to a fellow leader when I said school leaders would do themselves a favor when they realize they are not as important as they think. At the same time, they would do their schools a favor when they realize they are way more important than they think. Now, how can both of those things be true? It's true when you accept that your leadership comes from a posture of humility. When you do your schools a favor, when you realize that your leadership is all about serving them. So take the focus off yourself, put the focus onto them, and then you're being a leader. So even writing a blog about school leadership, even posting a podcast can, can fail to be an act of service when I lose sight of who, who I've, I'm serving. So I fall into that same trap, uh, the same trap of wanting listeners and downloads more than I want to help or inspire or influence others. So how do you change your focus? Let me tell you another story. Last weekend, I woke up early to go for a run, and Oklahoma is experiencing the first hints of autumn. Uh, I love this time of year. Cooler weather, bits of yellow and orange are appearing in the mums, and mornings are such a great time to also walk my dog. So as I was tying my running shoes, we have a rescue dog in our home, Ivy, who's part husky, and she just looked at me with her sweet golden eyes, silently asking to go out. So I decided to combine my tasks. I put on her collar and her leash, and we stepped out into the morning, and we went for a jog together along the street and sidewalks. I had to pause a lot to adjust her leash. She loves to run, and she wanted to, she wanted to drag rather than, than to run beside me, but eventually she got the hang of it, and we had a great run together. But it meant I had to stop a lot uh, during my run, and, and A few times when she saw a flitting bird or a dog that would draw her attention, we'd have to stop again. It took about two miles for her to finally get the hang of the run. And so as we ran together, I had to go a lot slower than I normally did. And when I ended, I looked at my watch and I realized that my run was not a record. And as I went through uh, the rest of that day and even the next few days, I could feel muscles in my body sore in places that they weren't before because of having to teach her to run while I was doing my own run. But I discovered something 
during that run, I discovered that because my focus was on Ivy, um, I wasn't thinking so much about myself during that run. In fact, the run went really fast. Uh, it, it wasn't drudgery or as much work because suddenly my focus was somewhere else. You know, when we focus on others, it's often the best way to escape the trap of overanalyzing our own leadership or the self-doubts that we have that can often paralyze us from taking the next best steps. So now I'm going to turn this toward you. It's your turn. Do you ever find yourself paralyzed by your own motivations and leadership? If so, can I just encourage you today to take perspective? Look around at your students and your teachers and the communities that you serve. Look at those in your home who need your focus and your attention and take a moment to ask yourself, where can I help the most today? And that's what I've done in today's post. I tried to think about you. What are some things that you might need to hear today as you're driving to school, as you're listening to this while you're working on a project, as you're sitting at your desk, whatever it is. Look around today and think about who you can be helping and then take a step in that direction and just start helping. And when you do, you're going to find yourself forgetting a lot about your own leadership, your own struggles, about not doing it right all the time. And you're going to find yourself doing something worthwhile. So let's wrap this up. How often do you find yourself hesitant to take actions because of your concern of what others may think about you? When's the last time that you had an inspiring idea to try something new, but you paused because you were not sure if the experience would be a failure if you tried? Are you measuring your success by how others respond to your work or by how your work is actually helping others? So let me encourage you today, shift your focus. Keep your focus on those you serve. When you do, you'll have the perspective to take the next step in being a servant leader. And you'll have stories that you can be telling to yourself and to others that remind them that what they do matters too. I hope that's helpful. I'm going to be on the road today, tomorrow, and the next day um, visiting with principals. I would love to hear from you. If you've got questions, if you've got things you'd like to hear on the podcast, um, I would love to hear from you. If you're interested in being a part of the mastermind group that we've started or uh, executive coaching, you can check out that option on my website at williamdparker.com slash mastermind. I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you soon. And thanks for doing what matters.